Hello, and welcome to the Reclaim Your Life show. Here's your host, master hypnotherapist and coach, Jan Haldane. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Reclaim Your Life show. I'm Jan Haldane, master hypnotherapist and coach. And in this episode, we are going to talk about communal narcissists. Now, they are often mistaken for pillars of the community, people that do a lot of good for other people. And in some cases they do, but basically they do it for recognition, where other people do it straight from the heart. So the question that we ask ourselves, is this person a genuine do-gooder because they have a good heart and want to give back to the community, or is the goodness all for show? So maybe they're building houses for the poor or rescuing animals or children. They could be designing a sustainable eco-retreat, organising um, gatherings or events for charity. But all of this you will find posted all over their social media. And the posts will be full of hashtags like maybe hashtag people saving people. And the idea of this is to make them look good when really their hashtag should say, hashtag, I want attention for pretending to be kind. Now maybe that's too long for a hashtag, I'm, I'm not too sure, but you kind of get my drift where I'm coming from here. It's all about look at me, look at me, look at me, getting the attention. And of course they thrive on all the positive comments from people who believe that they are genuinely heart-based rather than ego-based because essentially they want to be viewed as kind, caring and helpful people. This is how they get their narcissistic supply of attention and validation. Because in their mind they are the next Gandhi or Mother Teresa and they expect the adulation they believe is due to them. Now of course we mustn't forget that there are many genuine heart-based people who do an enormous amount of good in their communities and in the world. We are not talking about them. The difference between them and the communal narcissist is the motivation to do what they are doing. Communal narcissists care about their own self-aggrandizement, deriving a sense of self through being a giver. Again, it's this whole, look at me, look at me, see what I'm doing, I'm giving. However, unfortunately, I have to say, the person they portray in public is most often not seen in the home environment, even to the extent that their family could often be abused and degraded by the seemingly wonderful person who is so well regarded in the community. For instance, the caring first responder who just saved a young girl's life may go home and beat his wife or children. But who would believe the wife if she spoke out? Here we see the Jekyll and Hyde scenario at its most insidious. A lily white public persona and a very dark private persona. And here's the thing. The communal narcissist's elevated position in the community gives him or her immunity as an abuser. So most likely the partner of a communal narcissist would have to relocate to be able to start a new life without being made an outcast by the local community. 
And this is especially true if you live in a small town. So you can imagine how that could affect someone who would never be believed because of this community persona portrayed by their narcissistic partner or family member or boss. So communal narcissists carefully manage their community persona to the detriment of their personal relationships. And they may spend all their time in their public role neglecting their partner and children and perhaps making large donations, even at the expense of their family's well-being, to make themselves look like a philanthropist. Some kind of superhero with a big red cape. Because the narcissist only gives to receive positive validation of their full self. Now you may know someone like this, you may have come from a family where parents were like this, and you'll understand just what it's like when no one will believe you. And they think that this person is the next thing since, or next best thing since sliced bread. And of course, you know, this can happen too in religious environments as well. And I do know of um, a client's father who had incestuous relationships with his daughter, but was the pillar of the local church. In fact, more than one daughter. And it was extremely sad that most of his children suffered from mental health issues throughout their lives because of the way he had behaved. And his wife had been in and out of a mental institution. This is going back many years when we had mental institutions. Uh, probably because she knew what was going on but was afraid to speak up. So there are all sorts of connotations to this. And there's all sorts of harm that can happen to people who are associated with communal narcissists. Even as much as if you're working in a volunteer organisation, you may in fact encounter communal narcissists there who can treat you quite terribly. So it's just something to be aware of because often, you know, we talk about the, the stock standard narcissist, the grandiose flamboyant type um, that everyone can see what they're really like. But these ones are a little bit more on the covert side because they're, they're pretending to be something they're not they're, and wanting attention for it. So it really is quite a um, sickening dynamic, if I'm going to be frank about it. So that was uh, this episode, all about pillar of the community or a com communal narcissist. And, you know, maybe that's... A few light bulbs have got on there in your head and you might be questioning a few people you know and that's perfectly okay. So I will look forward to uh, sharing with you again on the next episode of the Reclaim Your Life show. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next episode of the Reclaim Your Life show.